Welcome, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking podcast hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namar. We're speaking because you've been asking. Join us for a new season as we open up, speak up, and uplift voices everywhere. And of course, all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not represent any outside entities. We have a lot to say, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy and Priya. Welcome to season six of our podcast. This is episode five, Women Saving the World. We we are talking about The Edge, the organization Mercy and I started in 2007. It's vision, impact, and future. Kick it off, Mercy. Woohoo! Okay, so let's talk about passion. Talk about making a difference and leaving an impact. That is our goal with The Edge, and that was our vision back in 2007 when we met at a local Starbucks. You were just, excuse me, a mom. I was just a mom. Um, And we had two other amazing women with us. And we just thought, you know, could we really do this? Um, And I remember you at the time were working on uh, Barry University and you were working among other nonprofits and you felt it. You said, yeah, yeah, we can absolutely do this. And our dream was so huge and so big. And, you know, we are not even close to where our vision would be with. I remember you thinking of hospitals around the world and and all these incredible things and ways that we were going to impact. But then life happened. Uh, Again, we started in 2007. 2008 was a massive recession. And we were um, challenged with more, I guess, um, with more, what's the word I'm looking for, Priya? Uh, urgent <laughs> uh, matters, right? Yeah, with yeah. Um, our own families, our own mm-hmm. financial struggles. Um, I had a preschool at the time. It was financially struggling. Most of my parents were losing their homes, um, <clears throat> which took me to to our staff and not being able to, to give them all the benefits that they were getting and the, the salaries that they kept because of a lack of, of parents coming to the school, which was impacting the children that were coming to the school and so on and so on and so on. And you know, you you face your own challenges with your work and your life and, and your health and your family, as well as uh, Maria, which was another founder and her personal experiences at the time, as well as Irma. So long story short, we were committed after all of that time Uh, Priya and I stand strong uh, in making sure that we continue to move this forward and that our impact continues. And while I'm going to share with everybody what our mission is and our core values and all the wonderful things about it, I just want to start with saying that although we mentally and emotionally feel like we fall so, so short, as a 2018, right? Prior, obviously, to the to the COVID um, era that we had, we had already impacted 22,887 children. So that number does not include the families impacted, the siblings impacted, Mm -hmm. the parents and the other family, you know, basically everybody that revolved around those 22,887 children. We have 
surpassed the number by so much more because we continued to serve and served stronger than ever through 2019, 2020. And, you know, we're still, still impacting. Every single day we're doing something out there. So we continue to, I am sure it's uh, well over 35,000 right now. Uh, but the, you know, the clear figures I have were of 2018. Mm-hmm. With that being said, the financial impact we've made to these children and their families and their community as of 2018 were well over $403,310. Mm. So we average about, I would say at this point and day, we average over 100000 annually. So that would put us probably at maybe 700000 mm. So, you know, it's not exactly where we would want it to be. We would want it to be so, so much bigger than this, Priya. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, considering that we continue to work our regular jobs and live our regular lives, and we have always done the edge during our downtime and during time that we have available and able to do other things. So instead of, you know, maybe um, doing nothing or, or going on vacation or just sitting back, we work really hard on this um, as volunteers, you know, all these mm-hmm. years later, that we're still making an impact. And this yeah. has never been a full-time job or a part-time job at that for either one of us. But it's felt like a full-time passionate. job. It's felt like a it full-time has, job over the years. It yeah. has absolutely felt like it. And boy, have there been times that we've worked, you know, 60 hours mm-hmm. um, a week on it. But it's not something that, I, you know, where you would have like nine to five, Monday through Friday, you know, throughout the whole year where yeah. it's consistent. So yeah. it hasn't been, you know, an actual job, but it's been a very hard job. Yeah, I, 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 I do want to back up a little bit because um, when we started the organization in 2007, we started uh, also in conjunction with a company called The Edge, the Early Development Global Education, where we're, we were, our goal was to green preschools. And we did that. We had the first green yes, preschool in the nation. Um, mm-hmm. And we don't talk about that enough, but we had that. We had that in the beginning and we have received a um, proclamation. Yep, from uh, Congresswoman Elena, Eliana, Eliana Ross Layton. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal for us because we were just starting off and uh, we had your preschool to thank for it. It was really the um, core of what we did in the beginning. You know, it was there. It was the back- backbone of the edge because through your school, we were able to implement the curriculum that we created, that we wrote the green curriculum. Mm-hmm. And um, where we funneled a lot of our humanitarian efforts was through your preschool. And um, it was sort of like the testing grounds <laughs> for everything that we did, yeah. everything. And your teachers were so gracious about um, working and using the curriculum along with the other curriculums that they had to use for certifications for the school. Um, but it was really the foundation of everything that we did. And the, and the name, the Early Development Global Education is a mouthful. But that came from yes. your dad, who passed away yes. last year from COVID. Um, mm-hmm. He's the one who came up with that name. And uh, what a powerful thing uh, that he was able to do. Um, you know, if, if anything, other than giving birth to his beautiful children, he did that. You know, he came up yes. with that name for our organization. And it, we've always stuck true to that name, whether it was environmental work or education or humanitarian efforts, 
we've always stuck true to that name. Um, yeah. the and so on, right. So on that, I think I think I stopped you right before you said it. So yeah. <laughs> the S stands for stands for yeah the early development of global education. Yes, which ties in so beautifully and perfectly with our topic today, which mm-hmm. we we're talking about Earth Day and yeah. this month of April. So it's, you know, it's, it's in our core. We don't speak about the environment just because it's a topic people are talking about right now. It's something mm-hmm. that is in our core and it's something that we have instilled in our children and our personal children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think all these years later and the stories that my own kids would tell me when they would go to their friend's house and say, they don't recycle or they don't use the same bags. They don't have like bags to take and they don't understand why there's composting. And so they were baffled that this wasn't a norm at their friends' homes mm. because we had made it feel like this is the way it should be. Yep. And, you know, back then, Priya, we were teaching children that when they left the uh, room, they turned off the light. Mm-hmm. That when they were brushing their teeth or taking a shower, you turn the water off. So it was always about conserving, about recycling, about reusing, about repurposing. Um, we even had the canisters um, for two-year-olds. These were two to four-year-olds in the preschool. We had 60 students. And when they were done with their lunch, they had to dispose of whatever they had in the proper container. We had, you know, plastic and glass. We had... Um, the compost one, uh, it, it was just all like so beautiful and so simple. And our, I think our experiments, as, as you put it, so right, you know, so right, was that we used the whole school as a project as, mm-hmm. you know, guinea pigs for another, for <laughs> lack of a better word, yep. Yep. Um, to see if they would, if they would really get it and get the concept. And, and they did so much so that we were really hearing from the parents, like, what are you teaching them? They keep turning off all the lights. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the dishes and they're turning off the water, um, <laughs> trying to throw away the garbage and they keep pulling it out of the garbage can. What are you yep. teaching them? Yep. And, um, you know, all these years later, again, you fast forward and one of the students that we had, Sarah. Yes, I was just thinking Sarah, about her. I was just thinking right? about her in my head. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So um, Sarah, who, my goodness, Sarah German, she must have been five tops maybe four but let's say she was five back when we started and now here and now she runs uh she's helping ashley gray with our youth ambassadors uh committee which is pretty incredible Mm -hmm. she's actually you could see it in her and in everything she does i you know we follow her on social media and she's out there like cleaning the beaches and um, advocating for for animals and it's just so beautiful and it's really yeah. come full circle it has. and I think be- yeah I think because we're so consumed with every day we don't realize the extent of the impact that we have made that we're seeing now and that we continue to make mm. and so that takes me to our mission so our mission our present mission, because I must say that as the years go by and as change happens and as we evolve, not only um, as women, you and I, but also as the world continues to evolve and change, you know, we, we have to mold to it to make sure that our impact is still relevant. And so our present mission is to empower women 
and youth while providing humanitarian services for victimized and disadvantaged children. Mm-hmm. And so the reason that we have empower women and youth is because when you're impacting a child, uh, the woman that's there is so deeply impacted um, in so many different ways, you know, whether it's the grandma, the aunt, the, the caregiver, whomever it is, you're making a difference. And because helping children that are victims, such as the children we've helped that are victims of either human trafficking or domestic violence or sexual abuse, that impacts not only that child we're helping, but the caregiver, the mom, the family members, the siblings. And so every time that we impact one, we're impacting so many. Mm -hmm. And through the years, um, we have evolved, right, into creating the programming that has taken us to our queen bees, which is, I think, revolutionized all all on its own because our queen bees empower women through community. And so we gather these women who the one thing that they have in common is a heart of service. These are women who, if they were in a different position financially, would 100% be philanthropists. And so we make sure that that they can be a philanthropist at a different level, maybe through service, maybe through uh, volunteering or, or sometimes just being a bridge, a connection. Um, somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, that seems to be the way that we make the biggest impact is mm-hmm. who knows who that can help us get something across to somebody else that needs it. Um, and so, you know, I mean, we could talk on this topic for 50 hours because it's so important to us. Uh, but I, I want to include in there what our core values are at the edge. So our core values are number one, empowering and impacting global communities. Number two is nurturing leaders, right? So these would be the children, the youth, and even the women that we work with. Mm-hmm. And number three would be inspiring generosity and social responsibility. And I feel that if you know anything at all, about Priya or about me or about our podcast, or if you follow us, um, you would see this. You would see this because this is truly who we are and what we believe. Um, and sometimes we could be too outspoken. And sometimes wait, we wait, 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 what? We can't be too outspoken, girl. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. No, yeah. I, sometimes think, I think on certain topics. I think women uh, are oftentimes their voices are quieted because they're too outspoken, but it's the women who are the loudest that are heard. Right. So we need to encourage women to speak up no matter how loud they are. And um, you know, if people are going to hate, they're going to hate, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, that's true. Yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Mm -hmm. Um, But so here we are, you know, and still speaking our minds and still trying to make a difference. Um, we really, really invite you to learn more about us, to learn more about the impact that we're making, the impact that we hope to make, um, and how, how we're making that impact. Um, we, we ask you to visit our website, which is so simple to remember. It's the edge helps because it's what we do, we help. 
So theedgehelps.com, we ask you to follow us, follow The Edge Helps um, on Instagram, The Edge Helps on Facebook, on Twitter, follow The Edge Queen Bees, follow The Edge Yak, which is our youth ambassador committee. I mean, it's, it's quite simple. Um, or you can follow, you know, Priya, you can follow me and you can immediately see that you know, every other thing we do has to do with, with some kind of, of social responsibility um, agenda mm-hmm. or with impact and so many, I don't know, so many strong things that we hold so dear to our hearts. Yeah, I um, definitely feel like we're, we're activists at heart. And, um, you know, we didn't even mention, we have such a strong history. Like there's so many when we started out, we, you know, I'm back, I'm backing way up here. I know you're at the end with it. Go, 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 go. No, 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 no. Actually, I didn't want to end it. I just didn't want to forget to let people know how they can learn more. Okay, great, great. No, there is more to say. I, I'd be remiss not to mention what we did in the beginning, because we really turned, what catapulted us into a humanitarian organization was with Sunil's home, the orphanage in India, and doing a donation drive took us three months to go through all this stuff. And we worked with Coral Reef High School um, in, in South Florida, one of the largest high schools in Miami. Well, it is the largest high school in Miami-Dade, I think. And we collected so much, those kids collected so much stuff and we took forever to go through them. And that's what catapulted us into the humanitarian work because that school in, in India, the orphanage in India was teaching our curriculum they were using our curriculum, teaching them about the environment, their resources, you know, not, you know, littering was, a, it, littering was and is an issue in India. People just drop their garbage wherever. These children learned the importance of not doing that and um, taking care of their surroundings. They learned about plants and animals and all that great stuff. And that led us to Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Jamaica, um, Kenya, um, Puerto Rico was our one of our well, so, right, 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 right. And so now I go reverse, reverse, yeah. reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me reverse. Yeah, because we did so much to yeah. teach children in other countries in the beginning, um, yeah. and really shifted everything for us. So Puerto Rico was a lot of kids. It was over a thousand children we were working with. Yeah. So Puerto Rico was back in the beginning when we were doing Sunil's home. Because mm-hmm. there was actually um, an earthquake that happened in Haiti. Yes, Haiti back. was another one. <laughs> yes, Haiti was another one. Yes. And they had a huge earthquake. I want to say it was around maybe 2008, mm-hmm. maybe somewhere around there, yeah. 2009. But I remember because when that hit, I was in Puerto Rico personally Um delivering goods to the children in Puerto Rico while you called me mm-hmm. early that morning and told me we're starting a drive here in Miami where you were at at the time to help the children in Haiti and yeah. I was like what 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 wait we're not even done I'm here and there we're, were and there was another project school, there was a school in Haiti we were working with there were children yes. in Haiti we were working with so that we were already working with yep and, yeah and, and so but, and Miami Vineyard Church, so one of our partners, our core partners right now, was very instrumental in the delivery of the goods to Haiti back back yeah. back then, so many years back ago. Then. We never, yeah. yeah, we never did we think that we'd collaborate with them a decade later. So mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy. Um, but going back to Puerto Rico, 
that was a grant we received again by that bridge, right? When we say somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, it was just one of the fathers at the preschool who I had worked for back when I was a teenager. Now here, you know, a decade later, he had his two-year-old in, in my preschool and he worked for Payless Shoes Corporation. And being Puerto Rican himself and, and knowing me as, as Puerto Rican, he told me, listen, the organization that you have, maybe we could do something so that all of the grants that are happening here in the United States, we can make happen in Puerto Rico. If your organization says it's willing to take personally the goods to the children. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember like, what are you kidding me? Absolutely. Let's do this. And they granted us 700 gift cards with a value of $20 a piece. Mm -hmm. to take to the children of Puerto Rico. And we did that several years in a row and we would take it for three Kings days. So on January 6th, we would go and we had this huge festival that the schools would put together, but it all tied up because the children that we took the gift cards to were children that were at a, a preschool program that was a, a Head Start program Mm -hmm. that had gone through the accreditation program that we had as a green school with our curriculum. Mm -hmm. So there was just, there's so much in every little aspect of it, right? So yep. here we had provided these preschools or and these Head Start programs that worked with the government with low income, um, a curriculum to, to implement and to turn their school into a green school. And they were um, on the outside of the rainforest in Puerto Rico, which is mm -hmm. beautiful. And we said, okay, so if you commit to making your preschool green and you commit to changing the way that you're teaching your children about the environment, then we commit to bringing you all these gift cards so that your children starting the new school year will have brand new shoes, socks, whatever you could buy at the time at Payless Shoe Stores. Yeah. And we were received with open arms because it was so in their heart and in their own vision to really protect the environment and their rainforest that it just, it was just beautiful. And it was so smooth. And, and again, while we were doing that, we were helping the local children at uh, human trafficking shelters we were working with and with our curriculum mm -hmm. while we were working with the humanitarian efforts for the earthquake yeah. while we were working on so we were doing things. that's what I'm saying it was like a full-time so job <laughs> but it wasn't because somehow some way we still had full-time jobs and we were moms and we were wives and we were housewives and it was how we did it during the the financial crisis we're right? a special breed we we're doing all this we're a special yeah, breed it was yeah. even even Look, now like I have to I really try earnestly not to overwhelm myself anymore. Like I don't want to burn out the way I burned out back then, but I yeah. we burned out for a good reason because we were doing so much work. Yeah. And we did so much to help children, both in education and humanitarian efforts. And in 2013, when I moved back, we had to rebrand and we pivoted and we decided to become a full-fledged humanitarian organization and really contract and now focus right. our efforts on, on home, on South Florida. Right. And that's where we've been since 2013. Um, it's yeah. now 2022. Can you believe that? 2022. Oh my God. Crazy. 
That's crazy. So that's why, this is why when we were having a conversation earlier today, I was telling you, we'll never really know the true impact of what we did because it'll probably, aside from the fact that, yeah, we could see now, you know, we've made an impact, but the bigger impact will be later maybe with the, the generations to come with what our children will do or our children's children will do. Um, and a perfect example is our name edge so I remember going back to what you were saying when we spoke about the edge it was my dad's idea so my dad was a huge fan of acronyms that was his thing he would (laughs) some people do crossword puzzles he would see any word and he would break the word down so if he would see uh the word core then he would say caring over responsible environmentalist or whatever like he just had that gift of breaking down words so that they would seem like they were acronyms, but it was backwards because he would see the word and, and kind of break it down. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted the organization to have some kind of relevance to him. And his name was Ed Garcia. And so you see Ed, just E-D. Oh, I never even thought about that. Yes. That's so funny. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So if in his mind, in his crazy mind, his name was, so his full name is Edmundo Enrique Garcia, mm. right? So he used the E and the D for Ed, the E for Enrique, which is his middle name, and the G for Garcia. And he played with that. And he came up with Edge. <laughs> ah, and then I said, oh. I, don't, I don't want Edge. Why would oh I want Edge? Why would I want to name a nonprofit organization that's going to help and do this, 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 and this? Uh, after your name, like really, Dad? He is you so know? slick. You've never told me that. Yes, he is yes, so yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and he goes, well, wait, 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 wait. He goes, the edge is what you're going to do because the edge is between what was and what is. And the edge is what separates, you know, one thing to the other. Mm-hmm. He goes, so what the children knew to what you're going to teach them, you will be that edge that takes them over to teach them about all these new things that they weren't expecting to learn about. And he was like, bullshitting me honestly with a lot of it I'm like no I don't know I don't know and then he's like okay wait well what about and then that's where early development of global I'm like well that's really long but then when I brought it to you girls you loved it you're like oh that sounds really good and we could call it the edge and I was like all right so yeah so we go back so here he is passed away right and his name lives on (laughs) so you you tell me that what we've got slick he is so slick. Oh my God. Yeah. That is so funny. Oh man. Well, yeah, but he, did yeah it. he lives on. That's his legacy right there. Yeah. His that's legacy. his legacy right there. So you never know, right? Wow. All the yeah. things in the world. Yep. Yep. So here we are with two amazing programs, the YAC, the Youth, uh, Youth Ambassadors Care Program and yes. the Queen Bees, um, which is, you know, in engages women all over to volunteer and, you know, activate their hearts of service in the world Hmm. um, and help all the children we work with directly through the edge. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've done so much and there's still so much more to do um, to help children all around the world. And you never know what the future holds. You never know what we're going to end up doing and being 10 years from now, because we're still young. Absolutely. You started this when you were 40 something. I started it when I was 28. I had Liam when I was 29. So when I was 29 and you were, how old were you? 40? 
four? I'm going to tell you right now. Pause. Because how many oh. years older are you than me? How old are you right now? And I, 56. So you're so 22. You were 42. That was 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yep. So there's still much more. <laughs> while we have our, our brains beginning. functioning, while we have our brains functioning. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is just the beginning. And, yeah. you know, if, if you're listening to us, if you feel any kind of inspiration or you really want to learn more about us, another way that you can contact us is, you know, through our website or you can um, email me. It, my email is mercy, M E R C Y, at theedgehelps.com. So everything, super simple. If you can remember the edge helps, and that's really what we do is we help, then you're going to be able to, to follow us through social media, learn more about us. If you know, you're an inspired woman that wants to join the movement that we have with the Queen Bees, I invite you to, to join us and, and you know, help us make a bigger difference. Bring in uh, your thoughts and, and let's see where we can go with that. Absolutely. So thank you all for listening. This is episode five about the edge season six women saving the world because we have been saving the world hell yeah <laughs> so like share follow subscribe all that good stuff and click the next episode next. <laughs> click next <laughs> we'll be right. right there see you soon all right everybody see you soon